The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Welcome to the Mindspo podcast. You are tuning in for a first and a big one today on the podcast because we are deep diving into something we've never talked about before. We're talking about business and entrepreneurship. And especially, we're going to be diving into conscious entrepreneurship. So in this episode, we're going to be covering a lot. Here are some of the points. We're going to be diving into what even is conscious entrepreneurship, our personal experiences with running multiple businesses at once, how we're doing business with purpose and how you can too, the foundational mindsets that we've adapted that we believe make us successful entrepreneurs, why you should be failing faster in business and in life, as well as the importance of radical self-awareness when making big business decisions, and so, so, so much more. This really is a jam-packed episode, and I want to say that this episode isn't just for entrepreneurs or people in business. This is an episode that is going to help you with life and going for those big dreams. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. You are tuning in for another episode of Deep Diving with the Souls. I am here with my other partner in crime, in life, in business, and especially in business today, because that's what we're talking about, the other co-founder of Mindspo and Manifesty app, Chris Soul. What's up? What's up? I'm excited about today. Me too. We haven't done a podcast episode like this. No. And this is a whole nother genre. We're going to be getting into conscious entrepreneurship and really kind of breaking down some of the mindsets that can help you be a better entrepreneur. But I want to say before we dive in, this conversation isn't just about entrepreneurship. This will apply to anyone that is going through anything in career, in life, in success, in manifestation. Entrepreneurial thinking, I feel, is a little bit divergent. It's different. It's out of the box and a little bit more... Adventurous. Yeah, adventurous. It's about creating cool shit, Mm. whether that's experiences, whether that's products, whether that's services, whatever it is, you're making stuff to make people feel stuff. So before we dive in, if you are new to this podcast or you don't know a bit about our background, we have multiple businesses. So we have Mindspo, which is the podcast that you're listening to today. Mindspo started all the way back in 2016. It is a online course provider. We are a place that you can learn meditation and do different personal development courses, workshops. We have run Mindspo retreats as well, which is another arm of Mindspo. That is our retreat division. We've run over 28 retreats all around the world. World with people coming literally from everywhere. So we've got a retreat business. We also have an app under Mindspo, which is called Manifesty, which is our meditation and manifestation app, which is all about helping you create your reality with clarity. And then Soul now also has something called Retreat Launch. And Retreat Launch is... 
It's essentially a coaching program for people who want to run retreats like we have, because that's something a lot of people want to do it and barely anyone knows where to even begin. And we've obviously been around the block. So I've spent the last six months distilling all of that knowledge into an online course. We're very passionate about retreats. We're really passionate about bringing people together and having humans gather together for a common purpose and Mm to really just get people out of being at home, being alone, being in that kind of energy where they're not touching base with anyone and really connecting with other people. So those are a few of our businesses. And on top of running these businesses, we also run all of these remotely. (laughs) We've been, ever since we started our businesses, all of these businesses, we've been really just doing things and the digital nomad lifestyle. And yeah, we're we're not just people that are teaching you about business that don't actually run a business. We're business owners. We're multi-passionate entrepreneurs. We've been in this game for a while. And today we want to get into some of the foundational mindsets that you would need to adapt, we believe, in order to become a successful entrepreneur. Hmm. And this is really kind of the starting ground because there is so much to say and there are so many things that go into entrepreneurship. But like I said, this episode is going to help you whether you are an entrepreneur or you're just wanting to apply certain things to your career or to a new endeavor that you want to go through in your life, this episode will help and serve you. So the first one, what is our first mindset, mind shift? Let's go. Okay. So the first one is super, super foundational in, in my understanding, in my belief. Like you mentioned before, business really is about solving problems. Mm-hmm. It's about helping people who have some kind of challenge, some kind of issue, some some lack of convenience. It could be whatever. And you're trying to give them something of value that's going to either help them get a better result, help save them time, help them feel different, whatever it is. And so I think a super foundational question to ask yourself is whatever you're creating, whatever you're intending to create, your level of success will generally be in direct correlation to the amount of value that you are providing. So this could be a small bit of value with lots of people. It could be a small amount of people with a huge change. But the question to ask yourself is, what is the before versus the after state with your product, service, whatever it is, whatever you've created in the middle? So you think about the person that you're serving Who are they before? How do they feel? How do they talk to themselves? What's their life like? And then your product, service, teaching, course, blah, 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 whatever it is, your membership, your your retreat, whatever it is, comes in. And then now something changes in their life. Mm. Now, the bigger that change is, the more valuable your product is. The more valuable your product is, the less customers you might need to create the life that you want. The more you might have raving fans who are telling other people, my God, this thing was so life-changing. And I think when we were first starting entrepreneurship, and I know I was, I thought, wow, I want to make something that, that doesn't just rely on me. In the beginning, step one was like, I was a freelance graphic designer, and I was like, I want to make something that people can buy and use without me even needing to be there. Someone else could work in the business. Like I want people to have something. So like, what is it? Is it is it jewelry? Is it clothing? You know, you, you go through this whole list of like products in your head. And I think the first question is just like, if we're talking about conscious entrepreneurship, conscious entrepreneurship isn't a defined term, right? There's you and me, we both have separate 
definitions inside of our head. I would define it as something that relates to doing business that has consciousness in it, that has a conscience in it. It's something that feels in alignment. It's something that creates real value. It's something where everybody walks away a winner. We're not drilling for oil. We're not opening a casino. We're, we're doing something that makes people feel better and people feel positive. Mm. And you and me can sleep at night feeling great about what we've created. And we're creating things that aren't going to chew you and me up. And there may be small periods of time sometimes where things get a bit testy, but like overall, we're not doing something that's going to throw us out of alignment. We only want to get into greater states of alignment along that journey. For me, it's aligned heart-based business. So it's like a business that is in alignment with yourself, with your values, with helping the planet and people become better, leaving the planet and people better than when you first found them, and also doing things from your heart space. That to me is conscious Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would say that's the that's that's the first question. Like ask yourself if you're just starting, if you're thinking about like, wow, I wanna I wanna provide some kind of value. I wanna I wanna solve a problem, then I would do two things. One is I would ask myself, what do I already know right now? What can I do or what can I share? What can I create that I already have some kind of momentum behind? Maybe there's some hobby. Maybe there's some some field of study that you've really immersed yourself in. Maybe there was some personal experience that you had where you did something and it really changed things for you. So I'd first look at like your own life and be like, is there something already there that I could help get out there? Be that in the form of teaching people in terms of creating an experience and creating a product supports that transformation, whatever it is. The other thing is looking outwards and asking yourself, okay, what are the problems that I can see around me? But one of, probably one of the easiest ways, for instance, if you wanted to, something I've heard, I haven't done this myself, but I, it makes total sense, is like look at products that exist and then look at their one-star ratings and you'll see the problems that people have that still haven't been solved around those products. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, great. If you want to do this on easy mode, you could find something. So long as it still aligns, like, to these other values, ideally, that we said, which is that it's helping people, it's something of value, mm-hmm. it's something in alignment with yourself. But you want to do something that f- you yourself feel like this is something that my soul aligns with. Mm-hmm. Like I go to sleep at night feeling good about doing what I do. When people encounter what I've created, they feel better for it. Mm-hmm. And everybody walks away feeling like this was great. Yeah. And going back to what you said before, the start of the conscious entrepreneurship piece, the before and after state. So when it comes to a before and after state, I'll give you an example. We have the Mindspin Meditation course. Mm-hmm. The before and after state of the Mindspin Meditation course is very simple. People come to that course, they don't know how to meditate, they're anxious, they're sad, they have something going on in their life that is a a mental disruption that they have that they're trying to solve, right? They're usually over-identified with the voice inside their head, they're experiencing some kind of anxiety, sleep problems, a whole list of things. They come and do this course. In the course, I demystify meditation for you. I make it simple, practical, easy, relatable, fun, not attached to any sort of spiritual dogma or anything like that. After you learn meditation, I teach you how to make it a habit because that is a big issue. I can teach you the most amazing thing in the world, but unless I teach you how to make it a habit, unless I teach you how to actually show up for the practice, then I haven't done my job. So you learn how to make it a habit. Then it is on you to actually make it a habit. And then we have a 66-day meditation challenge. So in that, every single day for 66 days, you would get an email from myself in your inbox once you sign up to the Mindspin Meditation Method with Rather Soul or I, and we have a whole 66 
six-day video thing where we share little gold nuggets, like podcast episodes, of the things that have helped us on our personal growth journey. Now, at the end of those 66 days, I know from reading our comments at the end of that course, people have solved so many things in their life. They've completely transformed. So that is a before and after stage. It's huge. Yeah. Another example is our retreats, right? We have a self-love retreat. The before and after stay of the self-love retreat is multitudes because it's an in-person experience, right? Someone comes, they feel like they don't have friends. They feel like they're lost on their journey. They're not loving themselves. They're not connected with themselves. They're carrying so much baggage, so many stories. They come on this retreat. They make 27 new best friends. They connect with people from all around the world. They burn their trauma. They let go of it. They process it. They start to come back home to themselves. They see the world. So it is a bigger investment for a retreat, but the before and after stay is huge. And I would say the before and after state of meditation is just as big, but are most people disciplined enough to go and do it themselves? So I think it's so interesting. The reason when you look at investing in something, even just from a consumer point of view, when you're investing in something, look at the price of something and ask yourself, what is the cost of me not achieving this result? What is the challenge that this person is having in their life? And what solution do you give to this challenge? How do you solve this challenge? And one way you can do this is literally get out a piece of paper, draw before and after, and have your product or your process or your coaching or whatever it is in the middle. Like, what do you do to move people and shift them. And it's not that you can't have success with products that don't provide a big before and after state. In fact, the marketplace is filled Mm -hmm. with things. What's the before and after state with a fidget spinner or something? It's like something you'd kind of diddle your finger around with and then a week later you're bored with it. All right, but that's why that thing costs 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. People buy that for that reason. So if you want to feel like, the products, the services, whatever it is that I'm spending my life essence Mm -hmm. pursuing and spreading is something that makes you feel really good deep down because you're somebody with a strong connection to your conscience. You want to do something worthwhile. And this is a great question to ask yourself right at the beginning. And, And it's also something that helps you with your marketing. So you may create something for one reason and realize halfway through the process, like, whoa, 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 I thought I was giving people this thing for this reason, but there's actually a far deeper, more important reason that you can then sort of tease out. Yeah, so true. And it's about connecting to those real reasons. I remember there was a wonderful example. It was from... God, what's his name? Seth Godin. All right, (laughs) Seth Godin. So Seth Godin's like an absolute marketing boss, right? If you ever want to read about marketing stuff, buy his books because he explains stuff so well and he's been in this game for like forever. But I remember when I was listening to it, he was talking about, you know, how there are deep reasons why people make purchasing decisions and you want to be able to to tell stories. You want to connect with that. And I remember he said that his wife runs the biggest gluten-free baked goods company in america now and i was like of course she does right because her husband is like seth godin the, the absolute mega boss right? if you were seth godin and i wasn't Holy like crap. number no one matter whatever world. you did you'd become a, a gazillionaire <laughs> oh. but but what i loved about it was that they they had a, a slogan like an ethos like what's their mission what is the mission behind the gluten-free baked goods company and it wasn't about reducing you know the effects of celiac or something like that it wasn't about that that's what you'd think it would be about right you're trying to like help people not have a gluten response or something that's not what it was their mission is that 
when people get together for meals, like when family gathers, when families gather for a meal, their company ensures that no one is left out. So that everyone, regardless of what your dietary requirements or conditions or whatever it might be, everybody gets to gather together and share, break bread. Genius. Yeah. And I was like, that's it right there. That's the real reason. That is something that you can get behind. That's something that makes you want to talk to other people about this brand. That's so amazing. That's so connected because it's creating a real, the before and after state is inclusion. Mm -hmm. It's connection. It's not feeling ostracized because of something that you couldn't even control. Mm -hmm. It's so much deeper than just a, a gluten belly. Yeah. So, yeah. I one thing I want to just say before we go on to the next point is I would say that in Mindspare Retreats, for example, something that we say regularly now is that come as a stranger and you leave a soul fam. Yep. That is something I've said multiple times. And it is because I have become aware through research and through doing these retreats that an unconscious desire of most people that go on a retreat is that unconsciously they feel like a stranger. They feel like they don't belong. They feel like they don't have people. They feel like they want to travel. They want to see the world. They want to go to Bali. They want to have that eat, pray, love adventure, but they don't have someone that wants to come on that with them. And a part of them actually wants to go solo. They have this urge to be a solo traveler, but not to be a solo traveler because they want to be alone. They want to be a solo traveler because they want to find people. They want to find their soul fam. They want to go on a quest. They want to accumulate people and have a story. And the self-love retreat is part of that. And yeah. I think it's it's really interesting in conscious entrepreneurship to really use your heart to understand like what is it that people are desiring and how can you help people? Yeah. How can you actually create something that helps people? Because it's in entrepreneurship, it's never about you. It's always about who you are serving. Like you are an entrepreneur to solve someone else's problems. You always want to be thinking about other people and solving their problems. And yes. when you can solve a problem for someone, then you will be greatly rewarded for it. So stop thinking about what you can gain and think about how you oh, can serve. 100%. The minute you go into service, this podcast, I'm not thinking about how many sponsorships I can gain and I haven't monetized all of these things. I'm no. just thinking, how can I show up and help you in the best way possible? How can I get you to understand a little other piece of the puzzle to help you feel good about yourself, to help you find yourself, to become your best self? And through yeah. that, hopefully, if I ever have a product like Manifest app that will help you manifest or a treats company that will help you find friends, Hopefully, through you listening to this podcast, you'll go, oh, well, Rochelle has that. I'll, I'll do that with Rosh. Or if you want to start a retreat and you want to do stuff like us, you'll go, oh, I'll learn from Sol because he's got retreat launch and they know what they're talking about. So I think that when you put service first, at the end of the day, things do come back to you, but it, it's not about thinking about yourself first. When you think about other people first and you solve their problems, then you'll be greatly rewarded. And and you know what? Like this is this is a practice. Like it expect that this may not come natural. Yeah. Like the average person is not thinking about other people first. Mm -hmm. Okay. It'd be great if they were, but hey, well, you have to accept the universe the way it is. We are generally selfish creatures who think about ourselves mm -hmm. and how I'm perceived and what I'm gonna do and yada yada yada. Like it's me, 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 me on the inside for most people. But here's the thing, right? The person that you're speaking with, they have that as well. They're me, 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 me. So if they come across your business, they watch a video where you're talking about your journey of how you got to create this product and something else. If you're constantly just talking about me, me, well, I made this thing and I'm really amazing. So check out this amazing product that I made because I really wanted like, yeah, people, they might buy it, but 
if you can instead really let them feel because you're actually doing this, mm. right? You can really let them feel that like you're here to help them. Mm. You're here to be the guide. They are the hero. Yes. You are the guide. Yeah. This thing that you made, whatever it is, is here to help them, the hero, get to the successful stage of their journey. Mm. If you can do that, and that requires a number of things, that requires you to actually spend some serious time introspectively identifying who is this person. Mm. And one of the best exercises is literally give them a name. Find a photo. Say, this is her. This is Lisa. She's 26. She's from Sydney. And she works at a doctor's office. Yeah. She's a receptionist. Get really specific so that you can connect to this person. In, I just want to say in marketing speak, we call that a customer avatar. Yes. And having a customer avatar, you know, it's a service-based avatar. It's the person that you are serving. It's the person that is giving over their hard earned money, their time, their energy to learn from you or to invest in you. So when you can think about that person and you can have you have them have heart. Like really, yeah. I think when you really think about your customer and you really know who they are, it becomes so much easier. I say, honestly, I go back to having run retreats. It's probably one of my best things about running retreats is I feel so close to our customers. Yeah, yeah. I feel so close to the people that we talk to because we've literally spent weeks upon weeks with people. Having and deep conversations. Deep conversations. I understand their psyche. I understand who they are. And although I got made a lot more money like doing online programs and scaling all these things, like not like I feel like my experience in retreats, oh. in having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people is invaluable because it's it's just made me such a more heart-centered entrepreneur because I've had to really yeah, take myself off the, really put myself to the back. You and, see the effect of yeah. the thing that you've created in like, you know, for seven days, you see yeah. people climb an entire mountain and go over th things. You know, I think I'd this. be so much more egotistical as an entrepreneur and as a person if I didn't do retreats. I think it's really humbled me. Well, it's easy to just get caught up in your own world and just, I mean, if you're creating content, you know, you're filming yourself while you're talking mm. by yourself, watching oh. your videos of you talking back. Honestly, it's, it's yeah. influencer culture, being online, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, yeah. you can get, this is a- It's a feedback loop. Dude, it is the biggest- No, sorry, sorry. Can you call you dude? Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude. Bro. <laughs> I'm calling my fiance dude. <laughs> I just, I do want to say, I, I think that it is a- such a practice for anyone online. For sure. Anyone online that has a platform, you have to actually actively practice humbling yourself. Yeah. Go to the gym because for humility. Because you've got people blowing <laughs> smoke up your ass all the time. Of course. And it's so easy, I feel, to forget about who you're serving yeah. and to get so in a a me, me, me mentality and become disconnected. And I see this all the time. People got these influences are so out of touch. It's like, well, yeah, because they're not, it's, that's, that's they're in a, they're the in their own world. Effect. I yeah. think it's, it, you've got to force yourself to do that. Yep. And yeah, it's super interesting. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent. Well, no, but we're not because, because, the next because one is if you want to create a really strong before and after <laughs> state, you need to know where this person you're speaking with is currently at. Yes. And you need to be able to identify where they want to go. Mm. And this requires you to really get into the mind of this person, identifying who who are you serving. I think there's a quote, I'm going to butcher who this was by, but there's an amazing quote from an, a really good entrepreneur that says, you are best positioned to serve the person that you once were. Yeah. And I think that is such a testament to if you can put yourself in the shoe of your customer, if you've been through the same problem as them, then you're going to have a solution. Yeah. All of the products that we have ever created, 
meditation course. Literally the thing that saved my life, I made it for the person that I used to be. It's 2011 Roche. Literally, that's why that meditation course is created and it helps people literally propel them forward. Self-love retreat was created for myself at the beginning of my own. 2013 Roche. Yep. It was created for me at the beginning of my spiritual journey, feeling like I had no friends, no connection. Everyone thought I was crazy. Your, your retreat launch is, is aimed at 2018 soul. Yep. And <laughs> and then Manifesty. Manifesty was aimed at us getting into manifestation and feeling like, oh my gosh, there are I so many things that are stopping us from manifesting. Yeah. We need to create tools that help us manifest. Also to create a safe space on the phone that wasn't giving me information yeah. that actually held my dreams. Yeah. Like I love when I go into manifest. And I'm like, you are the one app that all of my dreams are safe. It's yeah. all happy. It's all colorful. It's helping you're, clarify things, yeah, you're, not you're, just scatter my attention. You're, you're telling me good things. You're keeping me in alignment. You're taking me on a journey. It's it's like this really safe, magical place. And yeah. it's a place of power. Like when mm-hmm. I go on that app, I feel empowered that this is what I'm doing. This is my dreams. This is my space. And it's my space without everyone else's comments about what I'm doing. And I don't have to show this to everyone. Next point. Next point is failure is feedback. Oh, huge. And this relates to preparing yourself when you first begin your journey or regardless of where you're at on this journey of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. It's like... Or life. Yeah, or life, exactly. It's like... Or in a relationship. realize, Realize that when you have a setback... It's not that you failed. It's we only call it failure because of a lack of better alternative words that actually truly describe what it is. Because a failure means an end. It means it's you stopped. But actually, if you do something and you fail, then you actually progressed because you discovered one more path that wasn't it. And one thing I would hundred percent prepare yourself for is you see these stories on social media. You see like 21-year-olds in Lambos. They're like, oh, I started an e-com brand when I was 20 and I'm 21 and I just bought my mom a house. And it's like, that's amazing. That's just a testament to what an incredible time we're alive in, that you have bloody teenage millionaires buying their mom's houses and shit, right? That's incredible. But prepare yourself for it to not be that. Prepare yourself that you're going to have to try and try and try and try again. And so long as you are relentless in your pursuit, you will achieve what you're hoping for. It can take days, weeks, months, most likely years. Prepare yourself for years. And then if it happens earlier, wonderful. I would say prepare yourself while also assuming that yes. you're going to get lucky. Of course, always. Because it's not about like, it's the oh, middle ground. It, it's that, that balance. Yes. And I think that literally what you were saying there is so important because I would say one of the biggest keys to successful entrepreneurship is being a relentless motherfucker. Persistence. I am relentless AF. That is one thing I have on my board that if I think about all the attributes of myself, I'm really proud of. I am relentless. I will not stop. I I cannot lose. If I have something that I am desiring, if I want to create for myself, I'll make it happen. And I don't give a fuck if you tell me it's not going to happen. Which, you know what really helps here is the definition of success, right? Mm -hmm. I I heard this definition once. I think it was, I think it was Brian Tracy in one of his books. And I'm sure you got this from somewhere else as well, but it's, it all depends on how you define success. If you define success as I need a million dollars, a Lambo and buy my mom a house, then holy shit, you're not going to be successful until you get to a pretty rare scenario down the road. But a better definition of success is, 
the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So what does that mean? A worthy ideal. Well, that's what conscious entrepreneurship is all about. Picking something, a pursuit that is actually valuable, Mm -hmm. that is in alignment. Everybody walks away a winner. This is something worthy. This is something good. This is something to hold up and to expand. All right. So that's your worthy ideal. And then progressive realization just means, oh, you're moving it forward. So what did you do today? Oh, today I registered a domain. It took 10 minutes. Well, that's a pretty pivotal moment. Did you do anything else today? Not really. Okay, well, you probably could have done more, but today was a success. You registered the domain. Wonderful. What a big flag in the ground. So, so long as you're moving towards it, and that includes going down dead ends. Mm -hmm. That includes trying things and failing, which is also where, to be honest, another lesson that really directly correlates to this. Here's a concept called an MVP, a minimum viable viable product. product. It means... You know, when you're, when you're a budding entrepreneur, you might have an attachment to perfectionism. You'd be like, Oh my God, I need to make this product line the greatest thing. I need to make it whatever. Let's say you start a clothing brand. You're like, I need to have 24 items and I need to make it like the bloody Louis Vuitton 20, 2021 kind of catalog level. But here's the thing. You haven't even validated that anybody wants your shit. Mm. So you'd be better off making one item off that kind of encapsulates what you're trying to do and then test it. Make it the minimum that it needs to be, quality, effort, intention-wise, to encapsulate what you're trying to do, but without going overboard until you've actually validated it. Okay, I have a a really good piece of awareness here. If you are a perfectionist, right, change that part of you and instead be a perfectionist for your customer. So stop trying to make something perfect for you, for your Mm. perception, get it out there, get Mm. it out to one person, get out to five people, give it to someone for free and say, I want to make this perfect for you. How could I make this perfect for you? Because your perfectionism is most likely an ego-based thought and a whole bunch of beliefs and ideals that you have about what something needs to be perfect for you perfectionism is probably related to what your mom thinks about it, what your sister thinks about it, and what your graphic design cousin thinks about the font that you use. But your customer, they might not give a flying no. fuck that you use Proteus on the freaking cover of it or Comic Sans on it. They might. Oh, I'll care. <laughs> but what That's I, the graphic designer in me, though. Okay. Ignore salt. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is I think that we are perfectionists for ourselves, and that is ego-based yep. because we're trying to be it slows you down. perfect for us. Be a perfectionist for the person that you're trying to serve. So think about your customer. Go to your customer and literally say, how can I make this better for you? What would make this perfect for you? What are your problems? What are you you going through? I'll give you a perfect example, right? So there's so many people who want to create online courses and Mm -hmm. content Mm -hmm. and everything else. And a lot of that content generally is around teaching people something, right? It's assisting them on the pursuit of some kind of goal. Perfect example, right? It's so easy to overcomplicate the crap out of this Mm -hmm. and go into any photographics, lighting, videography shop and they will sell you until the cows come home of the $25,000 setup with the the hair light and the ring light and the all that shit that you need in order for it to to be good. Ain't no hair light. But here's the thing (laughs) you're not thinking about the right part of this. You're not thinking about the before and after state. Does that stuff really matter? To be honest, it doesn't. What's important is, is the person on the other side receiving the message Mm -hmm. and are they going to implement it ideally? Mm -hmm. That's what matters. That's what creates the transformation. And so that's an MVP. So if you, if you're making a course, 
Make a simple one. Make a basic one. Use what you have and then get it out to a few, a handful of people and ask them like, was that helpful? Because your course doesn't need to give that person a hundred percent transformation. It's almost impossible. And I, I think as well, when you take yourself out of it, so when you realize that you're solving a problem and you are not the problem, so you are solving it for them. And if they didn't like it, if something didn't hit, that's not like you suck. It's, oh, how could you do this better? How yeah. could you communicate it better? If someone doesn't get the, the vibe from your video course, maybe you need to add more entertainment. Maybe you need to make sure shorter videos. Maybe you're not thinking about them first. Maybe you spent so much money on the lighting on the set, but you actually didn't spend enough time really consoling all the information. So you've got to get yourself out of that. It's all about me and go into them. And when it comes to like the idea of failure, right? This is something that I say in our entrepreneurial journey. We have failed at many things. There are so courses many. that we have created that I have, have folders of logos and ideas and branding yeah, the, and websites I've built and everything. Yeah, there's retreats that we're about to launch and then we we can. Yep. There are ideas that we had that then we did that didn't have any progress. There were masterclasses that we launched that hardly anyone signed up memberships for. Memberships we canceled. Member, memberships that we canceled because they didn't feel in alignment anymore, not because they weren't great, but they just – for us, we're like, oh, this isn't what we want to yeah. be doing. And I think that you have to realize that this is part of life and you have to be detached from it. And as long as you just keep going, that's all there is to it. And yep. when it comes to your expectations of something, hold the expectation that things are going to be great, that you're going to get lucky, that it's going to be amazing. But when it's not, just go, okay, yeah. well, that's just one other thing that I've learned. What is the feedback? from whatever it is that I did that I can now apply to the fail next thing. Fail fast. Fail fast. The faster you can fail, the better. Yeah, and you'll fail as well in entrepreneurship. You'll fail at hiring people. Maybe you hire someone and they're great at many things, but what you actually really need them for, the, the kind of person that you want, they're failing at that thing for you. So yeah. then you let them go. And does that mean that you failed at the person that you hired or that they're a horrible person? No. And I think you have to – you've got to take – the idea of failure and entrepreneurship in all of this stuff, you've got to take the per- – you progress. To, yeah, but you've got to stop put, putting it so personal. Yeah, that's yeah. the big thing. When you take everything in entrepreneurship so personally, that's when you are going to stifle. It's not that you're a failure. It's just that that avenue, it didn't work. So yeah. guess what? Try again. Yeah. Next one. Yeah, 100%. Okay, what's our Love next? That. We've got uh, lo- All right, next one. So the last one. I've got to keep us on it because business, you and I could, we could be here for three hours. Oh, totally. We could like, I'm I pumped up. we've been up. here for almost 40 minutes now. I'm ready to go. How long are we going for now? <laughs> we're going for, I don't know. Five we're going hours? In, We're going um, until the value drops so, and our energy goes. <laughs> so I think, I think another really valuable one that I find at the very least is to actually spend a bit of time early on. Like even just a even just a bloody moment. Most people never even take this moment, okay? You choose whatever it is that you want to bring out there. Service, product, whatever it is. Now, extrapolate that. Expand oh, yes. it, right? Yes. Imagine, assume your absolute greatest success and blow this thing up, okay? Make it real big. And you're like, holy crap, I got everything I ever wanted out of it. Okay, but... Here's the thing. What else came with that, right? Mm -hmm. What was the price you had to pay? Is there something that comes with this that you maybe didn't see when it was just your little business in your garage, but now you're suddenly dealing with 300 people or something or or God knows what? 
And so this is just a valuable thing to do to get to the extreme and then ask yourself whether it's in alignment. And if it doesn't feel in alignment, it doesn't necessarily mean you don't do it. It just means, is there some other thing I need to think about or factor in early on? Because this is going to be an issue later on. Because what you don't want is to be running a business that you are unconsciously blocking because your subconscious knows that when this thing gets really big, here's an example. You're a content creator, but you really love privacy. Huh. So you want to have a giant platform, right? Because that's you want your shit to blow up, but you really hate it if anybody was to recognize you in public. Mm-hmm. That's a conflict. There is a conflict going on there. You're going to need to <laughs> – I love it. You're, you're, I think you're having a moment. You're like, <laughs> no, you, I've made a terrible mistake. No, I feel like you're attacking me. I just, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I, don't, <laughs> I really wasn't. Uh, I was thinking about someone totally different. I, look, Sol and I have had this conversation. <laughs> I I love meeting people and I love connecting with people, but sometimes I, I do struggle when every single person I meet already knows me. I love to meet someone and them generally not know me. And that was something that we recently sure, sure. talked about. Anyway, yeah. what Pers- you're talking about. Personal experience, for instance, we had an e-commerce brand once, mm-hmm. which when we first started it, I thought in my head, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. I'm just going to be creating stuff and designing things and taking photos and creating cool stuff. But here's the thing. The first things we created, which were metallic temporary tattoos, became very successful. They started selling a lot. Suddenly, I'm literally stamping envelopes and printing Dymo labels for like four hours a day. And then I have to go down to the post office and send those off. That's okay. Then suddenly, I'm starting to deal with the fact that not all shipping lines are as reliable as the, the next one. We were sending stuff to Saudi Arabia and all these places and shit wouldn't arrive or it would arrive four bloody months later with all kinds of tears in it and people would send us photos. So suddenly there's an inbox filled with returns and issues and where's my package and problems. And this thing turned just into a third party logistical nightmare in the end for me. And I was definitely manifesting this because I was focusing so much on the negative part of it because I had an illusion in my head. I thought I was basically running a design studio with just the fun bit. And that ended up being less than 10% of the overall business. I think when it comes to something like e-com, back then we were very ill-prepared We had a very successful e-com business when we first started off and it was great. And I think that what we didn't prepare for was that running an e-com business is really about logistics Logistics. and it is really about management of product and management of stock. And there is a a whole nother section. We could have solved, and here's the thing, in hindsight, we could have solved this so easily. We could have just hired a bloody project manager, ops manager, and said, this is your problem now. I'm going to keep focusing on the fun bit. But it's about making sure that whatever you're going to do, it may look a bit different later on. And I think it's preparing yourself for those things. And I think that this is, we have a whole entire episode that we will link in the show notes, which is called the shadow side or the dark side of manifestation, which is literally all about this from a manifestation point of view. Very, very helpful. I think what I want to get into with this exact point is that you have to Think about who you are at your core. What kind of person are you and what is it that you actually want to be doing? And as an entrepreneur, as much as it is about serving other people and solving other people's problems, the thing that you need to do as an entrepreneur is you need to have longevity to keep solving other people's problems. So if you end up resenting, hating, not liking your product or your customer, then you're not helping anyone because you're not doing things from the right vibration. So you have to really do the inner work to go, well, what is it that I want? What is the best vision for this thing? And what can I do to support myself to get myself to that stage? 
And sometimes when you do this, there are certain things that we have started and certain businesses that we have and things that we do where we've gone, we're going to need to adjust this. We'll give you an example. Our retreats business. We love retreats. We'll be doing retreats until we're 80. We're currently looking at scaling our retreats business and bringing on other facilitators to help us with this because with everything that Sol and I are doing, if we were, if we kept, we can't keep the retreats business going the way that it is as well as everything else now that have the podcast and all these other projects. But do we want to keep the retreats business alive? Have we built an incredible program that we can find amazing people to facilitate and still make incredible, maybe even better than what I do because this is all they're doing? Yes. So you have to start looking at things and looking at the growth and say, what does this look like in five years, in three years? Is this what I want? It's really about building in some ways, and some people don't do this, but for us, you know, everything that we've built has been a lifestyle business. And I think we've very much made the decision to put our lifestyle and our our life first in the sense that we want to maintain to have a certain level of lifestyle while still serving people. And that's important to us because we do business together. So I think it's really important in business and in entrepreneurship to look at the shadow and look at the other side of things and be honest about it, have conversations about it and don't make the mistake that Sol and I have in the past, which is, ah, oh, we don't like logistics. Let's burn this business to the ground. Like think about things before they happen and be an investigator. Yeah. In my manifestation process, we have a part that says identi- identity investigation. So get in the identity of someone that is really successful of this mm. thing. What is it that you want to create? Now, think about the person who is really successful in that business or in that thing. What is it that they have? What kind of person are they? What does their day look like? What is their routines? What are their habits? Who are they around? What is their lifestyle like? Is that what you want? Is that what you're really calling in? Because maybe you're calling in something that actually isn't a vibrational match to who you want to be. And if that's the case, Is it that maybe you need to get someone else to do another part of the business? Is it maybe that you need to hire someone else? Is it maybe that you're not even starting the right business? So you've got to really ask yourself, like, is this actually what I want? Hmm. And I think there are so many examples, especially when it comes to people in like the public figure that are like- I'll give you a personal example. mm -hmm. We go to restaurants a lot, a lot of different restaurants. In Bali, it's like a restaurant carnival over here. Mm -hmm. And so we go to all these different cafes and everything. And I see like what's working here and that's really cool. And and then my brain starts being like, I imagine you opened a cafe yourself, Chris. You could do this amazing thing. And then on Wednesday nights, all your friends come over and blah, 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 blah. blah. And like my brain can get so carried away with this amazing vision of what it could be. I almost opened a bloody sushi train at one point. I'm thinking about like, you know what? Bali needs sushi train (laughs) that turns into a nightclub after sundown. That is wild though. We had this vision (laughs) and then someone literally opened the, this has happened so many times. Anyway. Anyway. So, but, but the point is when I investigate that deeper Mm. on the surface, yes, sounds great, Chris, open up a cafe, open up a bloody sushi train that turns into a cocktail bar after dark. Sounds like an amazing, unique concept, hundred percent, but extrapolate it now. Let's go three years in the future. It's been going nonstop. It's a big success. How do you feel? Mm. And now here's the thing. If this was my only option, if this was the only thing, like that's an amazing career path. That's a wonderful opportunity. You're, you're feeding people. You're having a great time. But here's the thing, right? You've got four other things going, I have, babe. I have all these options. There are all these different things that I can do. Mm. I can see the opportunities. And you can do anything, but you can't do everything, right? And so – If I know myself enough that I'm a starter, 
I'm a visionary. I come up with stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm relentless. But if I have to do the same thing over and over continuously, I start to burn out. Mm -hmm. I lose energy. Now, something like a restaurant is a bunch of systems that are continuously having to be done over and over and over. And ideally, you make them smoother and smoother and smoother. And there are personality types out there that are not like me mm. who love nothing more than going into a system and making it 1% better this week and 1% again. And they never run out of energy. That, that, that's their jam. Whereas me, I have an idea. I have two weeks worth of petrol to do something about it. And then I get bored with it. And then a new idea presents itself. Not the guy you want running a restaurant. And this is all about self-awareness. So this point is literally all about self-awareness. And the other thing I'd say on top of this is sometimes you will have things that you want to start in life. There might be dreams that you have, manifestations that you have. And the reason that they're on your heart is they're there for a reason. They're there because you can do them because this is a reality tunnel that you could go down, but maybe now isn't the right time. And it's okay to shelf something. And when you do shelf something, big magic, don't be surprised if someone else comes comes along and does this thing. One thing I want to just like kind of wrap this on is in our own entrepreneurial pursuits, something that we've played around with a lot and we've had many conversations on is starting a retreat center in Bali. Mm. And I think it is something that we will do eventually. We haven't done it. It's something we could very easily do. It's something that would be pretty effortless in some sense, but it would also come with a lot of non-effortless things. There is a lot of logistics. There is, we know the reality of building in Bali. I have people say to me all the time, oh, why haven't you built a house in Bali? I'm like, bitch, I know what the reality of that is. I don't know anyone that's built a house in Bali that has told me it is chill or it's relaxed. And I've got so many things that I'm doing that I'm like adding a building project on top with the potential challenges that happen. And we also moved areas in Bali and, yeah. and we're like, oh my God, I'm so glad we're in this new area. Yeah, we've or only been here for a year, but it's 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 funny. I'm very realistic about how much I can handle at any point. Yeah. And I think that you in life and in entrepreneurship, you've got to ask yourself, you you want to take a big bite, but you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. So take it in baby steps, learn, extrapolate things, be okay with failing, be okay with feedback, be okay with putting out a minimal viable product, something that isn't perfect, and then work on perfecting it for someone else. And just like take all these things that we've mentioned and really start to think to yourself, like, how can I help people? How can I serve people? How can I put other people first? How can I stop being a perfectionist and instead make it perfect or close to perfect for the people that I am actually trying to serve? And what is perfect for you and what is perfect for them might be very different. Be willing to take constructive criticism, be willing to learn about yourself and and know who you are and really do the the vision work to not just start something for the sake of starting something, but start something with foresight, with some real thought into it. Something I can also recommend that's worked for me. And this is like with everything, take everything with a grain of salt. These are all just little pieces of the puzzle. None of this is the full completed puzzle. Something that really helped me was actually doing a bunch of personality tests. Mm -hmm. A good friend of mine, he was encouraging me constantly to do different ones that he was finding. So maybe you can just search on Google, like, what are the best personality tests? I know one of them is the Myers-Briggs personality Mm -hmm. test, which is a free one, but there are also paid ones that cost like 40 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. And they're really good. This is what employers, like real savvy employers will get their candidates to do these tests Mm -hmm. so that they can see, because there's quite often a difference between what people will say they're good at and what they like to do and what the test will then actually say that you're actually really suited to. Mm -hmm. I've seen this numerous times. 
times. And I know there's one, I believe the company's called Wealth Dynamics, or, or there's another one called DISC, D-I-S-C. Mm-hmm. But if you just look up, just do a bunch of these personality tests and you'll start seeing the pattern, right? None of these will tell you a complete picture of who you really are. So, but it'll point you in the direction of like, oh yeah, these are my strengths actually. And yes, these are my weaknesses, right? And, and try to, because there are different business models that are going to be suited to different personality types. And you may find that like, my God, this is my absolute dream business. Mm -hmm. But in order to make this really function as good as it can be so that it's in alignment, you're going to need one of these people. Okay. And then you'll be like, okay, let me find this kind of person. Let me find a taskmaster. Let me find an amazing bookkeeper. Let me find a refiner, somebody who's always improving things a little bit. Let me find an amazing customer service person. And I think I would say with hiring, I've had so many instances in our career where someone's really wanted the job and it was like their dream job and they're so happy. But I just knew you're great. You're amazing, but you're not the right person for this job. That doesn't doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That just means that you're, you're just, it's what I actually need is not who you yeah. are. Does that mean you're bad or horrible? No, no, no. And I think that this is, it's so important to, to recognize this. Entrepreneurship in is just so much about not taking things personal, really putting your customer first and yeah, being ready to experiment. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Right. <laughs> anyway, there's quite a lot of stuff there. I th- honestly, if I'd heard some of this stuff at the beginning of our entrepreneurial journey, my yeah. God, it would have saved me years. I'm, I'm going to ask a favor. If you're still listening to this podcast yeah. and this podcast has brought you value, I really want you to let us know because this is the first time we've done anything that's business related on the podcast. And this is one of these things where should we keep doing these? Is yeah. this helping? So if you haven't already, please leave us a review down in Apple or Spotify. Let us know. We read the reviews all the time. It will be so good to get your feedback to know that like, yes, more business stuff on the podcast. This was super valuable if that was the case. Yep. Or share it on your Instagram stories or slide into my yeah. DMs or Soul's DMs. It's it's really helpful for us to get feedback if these sorts of episodes yeah. are valuable. I will say Sol and I are a little bit of a vault of when it comes to business stuff. Like there is so I'm much. I'm a very loose vault though. Well, no, I don't, like, I don't mean like we're holding stuff back. I mean there is a lot. There's, there's a wealth of information there's a wealth that we usually of, don't share. Yeah, but unless yeah, we don't teach, the door opens. Yeah, we Sol teaches it in retreat launch. So that's true. if you do want to go and learn how to run a retreat, have a retreats business, shortcut your learning circuit. God, I wish retreat launch was out when <laughs> – Imagine when we started retreats, if retreat launch was a thing. Oh, my God. We would have saved so so much much time. time So much pain. So much pain. Same with, like, honestly, with Manifesty Out. Like, all of these things, they're all Ah, pain points that we had that we solved for ourselves and that we now provide to other people. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about. It's It's all about solving issues. Ha. Thank you so much for listening. You're most welcome. You're listening to the listener. <laughs> Let's all pat ourselves on the back, shall we? <laughs> all right. This is three podcasts in one day. We're getting loopy. Yeah. Sending you so much love. Let us know if this podcast was useful to you. It really, really helps us out. And we'll see you in the next one. Over and out. Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. 
And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations, and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic.